You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Actually, tragic breaking news. As I am recording this today, um, for Dawson Knox and his family, uh, prayers and just what else can we do uh, when tragedy strikes? I I am just heartbroken hearing the news. Um, we have gotten news that his youngest brother, playing at Ole Miss, has passed away for reasons unknown. They have not released to the public yet. But, yeah, I mean, um, as a community, uh, you know, Buffalo Bills community, we obviously we, we stretch far and wide from the island of Hawaii all the way up to the, you know, sh- shores of Lake Erie. It's just we're everywhere, and, you know, we, we feel the same pain. A lot of people have experienced similar situation. Um, but, you know, it's it's so personal and tragic. I just hope he gets all the time and – space that he needs to process this with his family. Um, it's probably going to take their entire lives, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to start off the podcast talking about that because that's just horrible, um, horrible news. And, um, our prayers go out to you. Our love goes out to the Knox family. Um, just unbelievable, man. No one ever wants to lose any family, any family member, let alone a young man who is not even, breached any any years of his 20s you know it's it's just oh my gosh horrible horrible news um so yeah we are going to talk about football today but you know I wanted to address that obviously that's something that um you know hits home for a lot of people you know I I mean tragedy has been hitting the Buffalo Bills community um as for as far as this whole year has hit us uh since this offseason um just crazy you know um so yeah Moving on here uh, the best we can. Um, hopefully I give uh, whoever's listening uh, some joy out of this. I uh, hope you get joy. I hope, I hope when you're listening to Buff Hub, um, I make you smile or I help you relax, whether you're driving on a long drive, whatever you're doing, uh, wherever you're at. Um, yeah, man, um, the Buffalo Bills are trying their absolute best to grow. And uh, I, I think... It's just so cool to see these young guys get a chance to start and, um, you know, look good. 
you know, I think that, you know, the Bills have so much talent and you talk about preseason games, you talk about, um, you know, situations where they have a chance to showcase everything they can do. Um, you know, a guy like Kyrie Elam being CB1 for the first time in his NFL career in a preseason game. And you saw how hard he took it when he had to speak about taking that pick in that last game against Indianapolis at Buffalo. Um, and, you know, it's going to be very interesting uh, this next game here where you have, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos come into town. Who knows if Russell Wilson's going to want to get some play time. Uh, but, hey, I, I think that this is another good challenge. I, I think it's good that the Bills have um, AFC, uh, you know, uh, opponents in this preseason. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoy it because you never know if we're going to run into these teams later in the season, uh, especially in the playoffs. It's, it's, it's just one of those things where you can kind of look back and see the growth against these teams, see what growth they had. And, you know, going into this game, I know a lot of you guys have your eyes set on a guy like Tim Settle, uh, you know, being able to really stifle the run again. And Kyrie Elam, I really think that this is a guy that has the it factor when it comes down to just being all about the business <laughs> on the field. I mean, he has the tenacity, he has the vision, he has the ambition. And what more can you ask for when you piece it all together? And he's literally looking exactly like the tape we saw out of Florida. I mean, you can't really make this up. And I think that's how you know the scouting team is doing such an amazing job selecting these players. Um, you know, because when you invest so highly into a player and you see a sort of a quick turnaround, that's best case scenario. Um, worst case scenario is... You see him on the field, and you see zero spark at all. You know, and I think that a lot of people felt that way initially about AJ Epinesa, but um, people had to get used to the idea that he's not a speed rusher. He is a guy who's going to go go inside and outside and help you with the run game, help you with some pass rush, but um, definitely was more of a developmental player coming out of the second round. What we're seeing out of these young guys is just insane Benford is what what else can you say Spectre like these guys they look like they not only fit the system but they fit the mold of what the Bills are trying to accomplish this year and win a Super Bowl and stay competitive and if any of these guys at these positions just decide to take it to the to another level um I don't I don't know how teams are going to stop the Buffalo Bills because we haven't even really seen the, seen the starters yet. Um and you know a lot of people are saying, you know, we got to sit them and I think I think this is a game where most likely we're probably going to see them for about a quarter. I think it's I think it's necessary especially going into our uh, first game in just a couple of weeks here. And um you know, look, th the thing about the Buffalo Bills right now that we have to understand is that there there are such high expectations and this is the first time in, I mean, decades that they've had this challenge of trying to figure out how to truly manage it. I feel like last year, it was a momentum year, you know, um, coming off of a loss against Kansas City. Um, you know, it, it really stung because it was an AFC championship. And then going into this year where the situation was Kansas City again in the divisional round, it's almost like 
it was inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. Um, now they're Super Bowl favorites, even after losing that game, because of what they've done in the offseason defensively. So it's it's almost like they're going. They were in third gear coming out of the offseason, right? Uh, going into the offseason from this last piece last season, and now they're literally going all the way to sixth gear. And they are going full throttle, and they're trying to learn how to handle that. Um, the training wheels are completely off. Brian Dayball is gone. Uh, this is completely all on Josh Allen. And the captains of this team and the third and second year players to deliver. Um, the Buffalo Bills front office has, has done everything they possibly can with the cap space available to set this team up for success and it doesn't help now that Derwin James gets his fat safety contract and Jordan Porter hasn't I don't know what's going to happen now at that position I have a feeling writing is on the wall they're going to hope that they can develop another guy DeMar Hamlin Jaquan Johnson to fill his role maybe even trade him I don't I don't think they would want to do that because of being able to stay competitive the rest of the season um but look I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen now with Jordan Poirier. It's, it's, it's very, very complex financially, and I hope that he doesn't have any hard feelings going into this season and there isn't a sense of, I won't play 100%, right, because I don't have my contract. To his, right, to his point, if that is his mentality, look at what's happened in the past to other players who have gotten hurt before they got their contract done. Tredavious White signs his contract. He gets hurt after. Earl Thomas wants a contract extension, flips him the bird, breaks his leg, forgot exactly what he broke, and he was out for the season without a contract, and now he's out of the league. Um... The security isn't there. So I get it, uh, what he's looking for. And, and that very well, that's what any player would be looking for. Um, and, and of his caliber, I mean, it's just one of those things where you just have to, you have to sit back and respect the situation for what it is. I just feel terrible for Bills fans and for the situation at large because I don't know what the cap number is officially going to be next year um, and how they're going to be able to fit him into this roster if um, – you know, the cap number barely moves, and we're looking at extensions for Tremaine Edmonds. You name it. I mean, the list is going to be a fat list. Dawson Knox is coming up. We don't know what's going to happen, but we have some starters that are young, and I think they may have to prioritize them, but, you know, too little, too late. If you're going to ask me what I would have done, I probably would have traded him away a long time ago if this was what the situation was going to be, and they didn't see it come, or they saw it coming, and signed Tyran Matthew call it a day, fit another veteran in there until we can figure out who we're going to develop to fill the sl to fill that slot. Because I'll tell you, losing him is huge for this team. And now there's nobody else. So we'll see what the Buffalo Bills decide to do. Um, going back more into this uh, this preseason matchup, you know, we're, we're definitely going to see a lot of Case Keenum again. A lot of people had a lot of negative things to say about him. Uh, Steve Tasker, <laughs> listening to the broadcast, uh, I'm watching the game and it was just, you know, the nicest way possible saying, come on case, you suck. <laughs> like just horrible, 
horrible beginning to that game, but that's okay. Like I get it. Like we want to see a veteran quarterback get in there, get it done. How many veteran quarterbacks back in the day did the bills bring in and in preseason, they stunk it up in their first game. Yeah. Tons. Um, it's normal. I, I think it's, it's one of those things where he's going to have to sit in the system for a little while. He's not Josh Allen. He's not even familiar with the season with, with, with the playbook enough. Like Matt Barkley is Matt Barkley went in there and lit it up. Matt Barkley, ladies and gentlemen did that. So it goes to show you case Keenum is a, definitely a step ahead in his career. As far as what he's capable of doing then Matt Barkley, I think that's, you know, something I think we're going to see in this game. And also to be fair, uh, you know, no Stefan Diggs is a big deal. Uh, <laughs> case Keenum and him have the magic connection. If you guys don't remember the Minnesota miracle. So, and, and they played together for a long time. They know each other very well. Um, so, you know, Stefan Diggs not in there definitely could hold back his game. I don't, you know, I don't hold anything against him in that first preseason. I think it was, it's obviously always going to be frustrating to watch, but going into this matchup, uh, I think he's going to take a step, a step forward. I think the bills offensive line, you know, they got their feet wet. They, they struggled, (laughs) obviously, but, um, you know, they, they started to figure it out. I mean, look, we all know this at the beginning of the season, preseason, all the way up until week six, it is really hard for offenses to get offenses in the NFL to get going. Everyone thought going into week one last year, Buffalo was going to be able to just going to start lighting people up. That didn't happen. We lost to the Steelers and big Ben. At Buffalo, not at Pittsburgh. So that the defenses were showing up, showing out. Josh Allen threw one touchdown. So, you know, there, there's there's some evidence right there if you need it. It, it takes time. Preseason games, um, a couple of weeks into the season, I'm not saying up until week six, but at large in the NFL, it takes a while. So defenses are going to start showing out. Uh, they're going to play really well. They're attacking because the offense is, you know, they're they're afraid to turn the ball over. They're afraid to take chances. Um, and they're afraid to get into a hole early on in games and early on in the season. So, you know, it, it's it's every every offense is pretty conservative until until they can figure out what their bread and butter is going into this season. Um, now, obviously, the Bills bread and butter is going to be driving the offense through Josh Allen. They definitely want to keep the ball rolling with the running game. Uh, Blackshear was an interesting guy watching in the last game. I think we're going to see a lot of action in this game. Undrafted, just a guy coming out of nowhere and lighting it up. But the thing is, here, here's what I have an issue with. Uh, and Zach Moss, you know, showed a little spark. But look, in the running back room. Like, you look at, you know, Antonio last year, Antonio Williams, um, Everyone thought after the speed and the spark that he showed in the preseason, oh, for sure he's going to get a chance. The guy didn't get one chance to start a game for real in a, in a game that matters last year. And the Bills struggled with the running game all the way up until like week nine or 10. As much as I want to sit here and say Blackshear is going to make the roster, I don't believe Brandon Bean. Sean McDermott and the staff are are going to think that's a wise decision. But again, maybe that's because behind the scenes, this guy is showing a lot of rust with being able to, you know, hang on to the football, 
catch an open field. Who knows? Because, you know, a, a big thing with uh, Matt Breida that no one knew was he had a fumbling issue. And then it showed in the New England game when it mattered most. Bills were driving, fumble, ball goes the other way. So now if, if we're going to be honest, um, I think the Bills are going to have – they're probably going to go undefeated in this, in this preseason. I think they're going to do really well. I think their depth – is amazing. I think Christian Benford is gonna. Uh, I think he's gonna keep playing consistent. I mean, this is a guy who went up against the Colts' number one receiver last week, and Michael Pittman, and virtually shut him down. Matt Ryan, it, Matt Ryan's debut was salted. Uh, just, I'm pretty sure any Colts fan watching that just absolutely, just I don't know, demoralized because. You move on from Carson Wentz wholeheartedly. You're done. Even after something happens, some kind of spark, you still move on from him. You bring in Matt Ryan thinking he's going to be able to come in, manage the game, and then you just stink it up in the first preseason game against the Buffalo's two and threes. And you played against most of Buffalo's twos <laughs> in, uh, you know, in, in, it's just, it's just insane to see that happen. So, I'm excited for this young group. I'm excited for Christian Benford. We'll see if Sutton's going to play. Um, we'll see if Russell Wilson's going to play. I think that's going to be very interesting, too, to see if they would try to put him on the field. I anticipate they would probably wait until the last preseason game just because they're so heavily invested uh, heavily invested into uh, Russell Wilson and him being a mobile quarterback. You don't want to take a chance with him getting nicked up, getting hurt right before the opener for them. I think it's a very a very big deal for their momentum um, and turn, trying to turn their franchise back around. Uh, so so going into this game, the Broncos definitely offensively pose a threat. Um, looks like they were averaging over five yards per play. Uh, third down efficiency was eh, but, I mean, they, did, they didn't allow any sacks. They... They threw for well over 250 yards, two touchdowns for Johnson. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. They're going to get tested. I think, that, I think they're going to try to air it out, and it's going to be fun to see these young guys you know, get after it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see Javante Williams, a guy that I thought was going to Buffalo. Um, but, you know, look at this. Melvin Gordon saying the Broncos want Javante Williams to be the guy. Well, he's got to get through Melvin Gordon. Uh, they still have an affinity for him. I think Melvin Gordon's a proven player. I think Melvin Gordon going anywhere else to another contender instantly helps that team become a Super Bowl contender. I'm surprised Buffalo didn't chase after him. Um, but, you know, a lot of teams were, were all surprised. And he goes to Denver, and he's kind of had a lack, lackluster experience uh, going to Denver with Drew Locke and now his new quarterback, Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens there. But... You know, Javante Williams, maybe he gets some playing time. I think that's going to be very interesting to see. But, look, here's the thing. I think the Broncos have their work cut out for them because Buffalo is trying to make it a statement that they are a different defense as far as stopping the run. Tim Settle getting in there, Jaquan Johnson. Uh, we'll see who else gets some playing time with these young guys. I think Boogie Basham obviously splashed off the screen last week. Uh, him coming off the edge there and forcing a sack fumble. So we'll see who starts to, you know, really come off the edge and and help assist with the run better because I think the interior is there. 
Uh, we have it now. I just think you saw an issue with these guys on the edge holding the edge, sealing the edge, forcing them to choose running lanes that are uncomfortable. Uh, you see a lot of very speedy running backs that don't want contact, uh, obviously always trying to bounce it to the outside. Uh, Buffalo's going to have to really seal the edge, and these linebackers are going to have to play pretty vertical. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I stand with this week. Uh, their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously we know all about him. We know all about how that kind of wound up in Buffalo. But, you know, the, the, the Denver Broncos are going to be a team on the rise, a team to watch. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. I think it's going to be a game where we'll see what starters are played because that's ultimately going to it's ultimately going to be what's going to kind of swing this game uh, back and forth. And we'll see. You know, I, I really – I hate the preseason. I mean, if you're going to ask me, I'd say, hey, let's just do it this way. Add those three games into the regular season. Make it a full-on long season, and those three games matter. And if you want to play your starters, play them. You don't, you don't. But the preseason, to me, I feel like it's just, it's, it's, it's worthless. It gives you a chance to look at your, your, you know, look at your new starters, look at, you know, whatever you want to look at. But uh, Injuries are just what I'm afraid of the most. I hate injuries. I feel like they ruin an entire season. Uh, just look at what some of these teams are dealing with already. Look at what's happening in Tampa with their offensive line. Like, it's it's nauseating. It's horrible. Um, so, you know, if you're going to ask me, I wish it was just one long season, these games actually mattered, or they just decide to extend the offseason further. That's it. Uh, you know, and, and the teams can hold some practices, okay, uh, before games begin and they, you know, hold practices against other teams, they host them. And that would be that. I just, I just do not like the way we're trying to assess players in preseason and then they get injured or then when they get into the real game situation, it's just, they don't get it anyways, <laughs> even after all that play time. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think it's important to some people. I see why. But I'm just going to leave it at this. I think the Buffalo Bills are on their way. And these young guys got to keep the momentum rolling. I, I think it's going to be a very fun game to watch, regardless that it's preseason. But, uh, you know, let's go Bills, guys. And for all of you that are first-time listeners, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at BuffHub. Again, that's at BuffHub. I'm posting this every single Friday, so you'll be whistling on the weekend. Uh, typically, it's going to be like a pregame situation. Uh going out through the rest of the season guys super excited i know i know everyone's super excited this is it's it's gonna be a crazy season it's gonna start off crazy um i already know a bunch of people that are going to this los angeles uh rams game and it's gonna be fun but guys thank you again for listening to me on buff up a buffalo rumblings podcast i'm your host steve vega and to all the first responders and military out there i support you i'm one of you thank you for all that you do for our communities and our country go bills
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.